Jesus, we adore you. We exalt you. And it is written that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will do. And whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do. And so I'm asking Father, Son, and I'm asking Holy Spirit that you will come in this moment and that you will reveal to us truths of Jesus' heart that we have not seen, we have not known, we have not embraced. But Jesus, would you pretty please, would you pretty please take us into your heart Would you, Holy Spirit, pretty please take us into the conversations between the Father and the Son? And show us kingdom truths. We ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be perfectly guided by you. And what we hear would be perfectly anointed by you. Jesus, will you pretty please? Take us into the chambers with you and your father tonight. And we promise to give you all the praise and the glory. And we promise that whatever you share tonight will draw us into deeper love and deeper awe and deeper wonder about you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. When we look at the story in the Gospels, it is the reflections of men who were eyewitnesses to the cross and to the resurrection. And when we look at what they wrote, we can feel what they feel. We can feel their agony and their surprise that Christ was arrested. We can feel their fear that what's going to happen to us. And, and we can sense the abandonment when Jesus is standing there alone, when he's tied to the post and being beaten. And we can feel the abandonment when he's lying on the dirt by himself, when they drive in the nails there's no one, no earthly person with him. And the disciples can tell us the facts that as he's hanging on the cross, he looks down at his mother, a woman who at one point gathered her sons together and, and said, let's pull him out. He's crazy. 
But now she has come to faith, and he has forgiven her. And so he says to John, take, take care of my mom. And we know from the Gospels that he looks at everyone. He looks at the government. He looks at the church. He looks at the people in the crowd. And he says, oh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he forgives them even while they're still doing it. They're still mocking him. And they haven't even driven the sword into his side yet. And he's forgiving and forgiving and and the Gospels tell us, here's a thief on this side mocking him. And on this side is a thief with childlike faith that says, when you come into your kingdom, will you remember me? And Jesus said, I will. And his entire being, as a man, and his entire being as the son of man, is that. It's two words. I will. I will. You know, when the leper said, I know you can heal me if you're willing, he said, I will. And all the sick people came, and he said, I, I will. But his I will was not first spoken to earthly man. There was a moment in time when the father said, Son, I have put the blessing upon Adam and Eve. They will lose it. And there'll be generations of generations trying to recover that blessing. Son, I need you to be hidden for a while, but will you watch over my people Israel? He said, I will. Paul understood it in 1 Corinthians 10. He said, you know, when the children of Israel were crossing into the Red Sea and there was a cloud behind them, and, and then they drank water. And he said, you need to know that rock was Christ Jesus. That cloud was Christ Jesus. Paul was saying, do you not know, have you not heard that Christ Jesus followed them in the wilderness, but he was hidden in that time in the cloud? Son, can you be hidden? I will, Father. Son, I need you to leave all this glory behind and our fellowship behind. and I need you to go down and become one of them. Son, I need you to be totally helpless and dependent upon a being that has no concept of what purity is. I need you to go serve a people who think they know love and they're clueless, who think they know religion and they're deceived. Son, I need you to go. Will you leave me for them? 
I will. Will you be a babe that shivers in the cold winter nights of Israel, totally dependent upon a human to wrap you up? Will you be that needy son? Will you be that humble? I will. Son, the people I'm sending you to, they will mock you, they will scorn you, they will betray you, they will use you. They will want to take your calling and twist it to become what they think they need and want. Son, most of those who even believe in you will not truly know you. They'll think they know you. But they won't go deep to know your heart, son. Will you still go serve this people? I will. So he healed everybody and said, I will to every person possessed by demons, fed the hungry people, taught the ones who really wanted truth and taught the ones who were crowd followers and gave them equal truth and equal anointing. He showed no favoritism. He came to serve all. Son, they're going to pull out your beard. They're going to accuse you of horrible things. And son, I'm asking you, can you carry this weight? I think so, Father. But I'm not sure. I think so, Father. And then comes the moment in Gethsemane, and he's seeing the sin for the first time of all mankind for all eternity and all of our collusion with darkness and demonic and deception and religion and legalism and distortion and all that Satan shall do and all that we shall be complicit in. And he is overwhelmed. He's like, Father, this, this is a bit much. Is there another way? Nevertheless, I will. You know the story, but do you know the heart? So he's forgiving and he's loving. And the best. He knows he has said only what the Father has told him to say. And he has only done what the Father has asked him to do. And he has said, I will to the one he loves. And I will on behalf of the ones he is growing to love. And because he said all of his I will. 
I will heal. I will deliver. I will pour out my blood. I will love. I will forgive. I will serve them. Not ask them to serve me. For that was his proclamation. For the Son of Man has come to serve, not to be served. And he still shouts that in the face of religion and works and legalism that emphasizes works, works, works. He still stands as the son of God and says, how dare you? How dare you think you serving me is what you're here for? I, the son of God, proclaimed I came to serve you. Will you let me? Will you not see my heart still? That was the Holy Spirit, not Susan, in case you have doubts. And because he said all the I wills on the cross, he could say, It's finished. And there he is. He is dead, 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 dead. And his life ends the way it began. They lower him down, and he can't even swaddle himself in the linen clothes. Like a babe, he lies there dead, depending on others to cover him and to wrap him. He is dead and helpless. And the father said, son, are you willing to be dead? Totally dead. Son, are you willing to have faith in me that as your father, in the appropriate moment, I will send the Holy Spirit to quicken you to life. Son, can you have faith in me to do what you have never seen and you have never experienced? Will you have faith in me, son? I will. And in the appointed moment, the Father sent the Holy Spirit. And he quickens him to life. And the Holy Spirit says, the Father wants to know, will you go back to that room where you knew Judas betrayed you? Will you go back to the disciples who abandoned you in your time of need? I will. I will. And John 20 says he comes and he's back in the upper room where he washed feet and they had the Passover and, and the door is locked. And we realize that he and the father had another conversation. Son, will you trust me? For a temporary time, I need you 
to have a body like you've never known and you've never seen. It's not your human body. It's not the body you had when you were in heaven. Son, you have never seen this in all our time. Son, can you trust me that this body, which is not fully spirit and not fully man, is right for temporary season? I will, Father. So he walks through the door. They're huddled in fear. And he just says, peace. Peace be unto you. And you can feel his compassion for them. Because he knows it's hard to be brave. It's hard to say the I wills. It's hard to be courageous all the time. Because it was hard for him in certain moments. And he's just moved with compassion and soon as they see his scars, they go from fearful to glad. And the demonic stronghold of fear falls off of them by the truth that he is risen. And then with all compassion, he says, peace be unto you. It's going to be all right, boys. I have you. And the peace is that Jewish contact, context of whatever toll all these years of ministry with me in these past few days have taken on you. Shalom, shalom. May your body be healed, your emotions and your mind. Peace to you. <coughs> My apology. Excuse me a moment. <coughs> and for the next 40 days... He says, I will, I will, I will. I will. And he appears when the Father says appear. He says what the Father says to say. And then he restores. Not as the Messiah, not as the Savior. Not as the redeemer and not as the deliverer. He restores as the second Adam. For God proclaimed to the first Adam, I give you authority. Take dominion on this earth and bless it. And now Jesus turns to his disciples and says, I have all authority. I give you authority. I have all dominion. I give you dominion. Now go and bless. And it says as he was ascending, he blessed everyone who was there. This was the second Adam saying, now be a new creation.
my blessing. Pick up with what the Father's dream was in Genesis and multiply the kingdom of God in this earth. He ascends to heaven. And somehow he and the Father have a conversation. And Hebrews 7.25 is a sneak preview into it. You can see the Father going, Son, thank you. All heaven worships you. All heaven bows at your feet, Son. Thank you, thank you. But Son, they're not going to understand this easily. It's hard for them to receive love. So Hebrews 7.25, son, until you return the second time, even now, will you pray for them that they will receive the fullness of salvation? I will. I will. Some time ago, um, Jesus really took me deep into the Hebrew of Isaiah 53. And I want to read some of the verses to you. Because the word says better than I could what all of his I wills did. Surely, truthfully, with certainty and without dispute, he has borne, he is lifted up, carried off, and transported to another place away from us. Our griefs our anxieties, our troubles, our diseases, our sicknesses, and our weaknesses. He was made weak, sick, and afflicted, the Hebrew. He himself was made to be a prayer for us. He has taken upon himself, transported to another place, and carried away from us all of our own anguish sorrows, regrets, and even the deep pain of our deserved punishments. He was wounded, pierced, perforated with the tearing of every nerve, muscle, and joint to the most extreme physical pain possible. It was for our transgressions our revolt, our rebellion, our willful deviation from righteousness, our premeditated crossing of the line of God. He was bruised, humbled, crushed, broken into pieces, shattered with inconceivable extremes of inward emotional pain. Emotional pain. For our selfishness, our depraved actions, our sin and our guilt, and the sum consequences of all our actions against others and against God. The chastisement 
and the discipline needful for us to obtain peace and well-being and wholeness and the total wealth of God's goodness. As if we had never done anything wrong before God was all laid upon him. And with the stripes that wounded, bruised him, we are repaired, we are mended, we are cured, we are healed completely, and we are made whole. Son, will you? I will. Jesus prayed this for us. This reveals his heart. See, amplified from John 17, 13. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. I pray that my joy may be full and complete and perfect in them. That they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may have my own gladness within them, filling up their hearts to overflowing. All of his I wills was to make us so whole that we would be filled with his delight and his gladness and his joy. And that we would have him so full inside of us. And so sure that every tiny little anxiety and dream and worry and stress he cares about, he's working on, that his love could literally just lift us up. Because you see, when the father turned to him, he said, I will. And now the father turns to us and says, Will you let my son serve you? May he take your diseases and sicknesses? Will you let him take your anxiety and fear? Oh, you struggle with that sin? You've struggled for decades? Will you let my son take that? Will you let him love you? Will you let him be the full Savior he came to be. Will you let him set you free? And because in the midst of his majesty and sovereignty, he is still a gentle father, he waits for us to say, I will. I will. For the Son of Man came to serve.
And though we say we serve him, it's really not the same word at all, my friends. The truth is when we allow him to serve us, we get so healed inside. And we get so full of love. We just love him. And you just love people. You just can't help it. You just want to love them and help them. And it's not works or serving or it's just loving who's in front of you and loving through the door he opens. And and it's that I will that also opens the door to resurrection power coming into you. Not so you can be all that and move in this and that. It's so that his prayer can be answered and his joy can be full in you. So we can just love one another the way he loves us. You see, resurrection is fat. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit took time upon time to plant it. It lacks nothing. It's just us living out the revelation that it lacked nothing. And receiving that kind of love. So the resurrected Christ... He's here tonight. And he still kneels before you. As he kneeled before the disciples when he washed their feet. And as he kneels in prayer to pray for you and for me. And he's saying, may I serve you? Will you see who I am? I am the son of man who came to serve. And the more you let me serve you, the more you are transformed in the way you talk, in the way you love, in the way you do everything is just saturated with me with ease. And my wisdom becomes you. And serving me just flows easily. If you let me serve you first. And I will. That's given not out of shoulds and oughts, but an I will. That comes out of a revelation of his heart. That's the I will. That gets you up and out and resurrected. And transformed pretty quickly. So my friend, 